For those who are new, welcome. Uh, we are midway through or getting towards the end of our series on James. Uh, and I hear a lot of people say that James is one of their favourite books, and I kind of understand uh, because it's, it's short, so it doesn't take that long to read. Um, uh, it's, it's got some helpful advice. But I, I don't see how we love it because when we get down to the core of it, um, and this is for me, and we uh, try to apply these things to our life, it's actually a lot tougher. Uh, and therefore that's why when I read James, I, I struggle uh, because it's in such a small chapter or in such a small uh, bit of the Bible, James is reinforcing things that Jesus talked about on the Sermon on the Mount. He's reinforcing things that come all the way back to the Old Testament. Um, and he's really you know, getting the knife and twisting it sometimes. And, and we're getting to a real pointy end, um, pun intended, um, as we get up to James chapter 4. And uh, this week is no exception. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be tough. There's going to be some words that may offend you, but um, not, not profanities. Um, <laughs> but we're going through submission and humility, um, submitting to God and humility and humbly um, submitting to God. So uh, before, uh, let's just pray. Um, dear Lord, I just, uh, I just thank you that we, we get to come here each week and, and gather as a community of believers. Uh, I thank you, Lord, for the word. I thank you, Lord, for James and what he talks about. I just pray, Lord, that we as a community can really take these words on board, that we can put them into action. This is what faith is. It's faith that, that is, is, is working. It's faith that is in ac action. I just pray, Lord, that uh, although... Uh, the words that we re read tonight in your word may be a bit offensive, that we won't sit there, but we'll actually move on from the offending part and go into the, well, what am I going to do about it part? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you've got your uh, Bibles or your, your phones, uh, open up to James chapter 4. In the spirit of humility, I don't actually have any slides. It's just the word. It's just us. And we're just, we're just reading. We're just talking about it. So uh, it will be handy if you have a Bible of some sort to follow along with me. I'll start by reading from James 4, verse 1. It says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend it, so that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. That opens up by saying, what is causing all the fighting amongst you in this community? Um, it may shock you to... to how are you, entourage? <laughs> Take a seat where you can. Um, what is causing all this fighting among you? It may, it may shock you to hear that Christians, just like non-Christians, they fight. Nicole and I, you may not think that we fight, but man, we fight. Um, and, yeah, I know. But James wishes to understand why it is that, that there is fighting within this community and why it is that, that people... Uh, that believe in God, that love God, that know that we need to love each other, do fight. It says it's the desires that are battling within you. And I want to summarise this in two points. There's, there's the fleshly desires that we, we want more um, of that life has to offer. There's also this desire uh, within us 
this pride within us to want to be better, to want to compete, to want to um, compare ourselves to other people. You know, I don't know if you've felt it, but, but in, especially in my life, and you may be able to think about it in your life, that, that we feel like we have this emptiness inside us, this, this itch that we can't scratch. And so we, we chase after things to try and, and, and fulfill our needs, to fulfill our desires. You know, we, we have this pride in us sometimes that take over and we will do whatever it takes to be right. And for Nicole and I, the root of all of the reasons why we fight is, is usually pride. That one of us thinks us right, the other person also thinks we're right, or that we think that they are wrong. And so um, we fight and we quarrel. And it's not until one person submits and, and says, no, I was wrong, um, that this fight will end and we can go back to normal. So that's one part of, of the, the reasons why we fight and quarrel. It's this competitive nature. It's this pride that we have inside of us. But the second part um, where it says, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? We're talking about these fleshly desires that we all have. Um, there's no one in here in this room that does not have uh, this, this fleshly desire to... Um, you know, for example, for, for, for that next job that comes up, we, we're, we're really wanting that, that promotion or that job, so we're going to work really hard to get it because we know that's going to that's help us, that's going to fulfill us, that's going to satisfy us. Um, if it's not jobs, it's, it's money, it's promotions. Um, that if we have money, we'll be able to buy the things that we need to make us happy and secure. Even within relationships, good, well-intended relationships, we can... We can look for satisfaction and fulfillment. We can anchor that satisfaction and fulfillment on that one person. I know that was me when I first started dating Nicole and, and the previous relationships before that, that I, I thought if I had someone that loved me, that cared for me, that, 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 that got me, I would, that would be it. Like, I wouldn't need anything else in the world. I, I'd be happy. But really, after I got married, I, I realised that not even Nicole could satisfy me. Not even like, in, in the way that I, this deep seeded satisfaction, not even Nicole. So it's tough. Like, so where do we go to? It says that you do not ask because you do not receive and you do not... Uh, sorry, uh, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives to spend it on your pleasure. Sometimes we will... Uh, most people, uh, if, if we're Christians, we will go to prayer. Because we know that, that God, if we pray to God, God will you know, ask and you will receive. And that is true for a lot of things. But not if the thing that you want is not in line with what God wants for this earth. It's not his will. We can even pray to God wrongly. And that's, that's tough and we need to be on guard about that. Because if we can't find fulfillment in this world by our own strength, sometimes we ask God for the things that we need. That we will ask God for the job. We will ask God for um, the next promotion. We'll ask God for, for that relationship to come along. And in good time, things will come along. But at the end of the day, we need to know that God is in control and that God will do it. But we need to submit to His will. Because the purpose of prayer um, has never been God bidding for us, God doing what we ask him to do. It's always been the other way around. We have to align with his will. It's never been the other way around. It's never been, God, if you grant me this, I will commit to you. I will love to you. It's, prayers, it's never been the objective. It's always been to align with his will. So we will go 
through this cycle of thinking that we're doing the right thing, of thinking that we're praying to God and bringing God to the things that we need in life. The, the, you, know, the, you know, that we need the job or we need the security. Uh, we need that relationship to make us feel happy. But if it's, if it's not God that is truly fulfilling us, if it's not God that we're, we're going to just to uh, feel fully satisfied just with Him and His love alone, we will end up being disappointed because maybe the thing that we're asking for is not what God has in store for us. It's not God's will on this earth. goes on in verse 4, and this is the tough one. It calls these, uh, this, these people who are, who are going after um, the desires that the world has to offer, and he calls them, you adulterous people. Verse 4, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us. James doesn't pull any punches. This is where he really twists the knife. And he calls uh, the people that are chasing after the world adulterous people. That should trigger you. It should should offend you because I'm hoping you haven't had any experience in your family with with adultery, but you may know of people. And it, it wrecks lives. It wrecks families. It wrecks relationships. And this is what God is saying. If, 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 if you are looking for other things in life aside from God to make you feel happy, to fulfill you, then you're cheating on God. That God is cheated on when we look in other places because God wants, in a sense, a monogamous relationship with us. That he is asking us, I, I am here. I, I have got what you need. I have, I have come. I, I am the creator I love you so much. I have sent my son to die for you. I should be all you need. And so whenever we uh, look in other places or, or even come to God to ask, we, we, in a sense of the word, are cheating on God. It's a, I think it's a very, you know, it's a bleak picture as we read this, of course. And I see a lot of turned down faces. Because it's convicting, and sometimes that is the role of the Bible, and that is the role of the Spirit that is within us. It says that, do you, do you think the Scripture says without reason that he is jealously longing, longs for the Spirit that he has caused to dwell in us? This jealousy, uh, this conviction that is happening in our, in our soul, it, it's God's Spirit jealous. He's going, why are you looking otherwhere, other places for what I can give you? So when we're feeling, you know, this conviction, this is, this is where we need to be for a period of time sometimes. It's, it's, it's a good place to be because it's, it's showing us the error of, of our ways. Um, I'll just get a drink. I'm a bit parched. We go on into verse 6 and it says, but he gives us more grace. This is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud and shows favour to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, 
and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. This image that we're seeing in verse 6 and 7 is this image of repentance that we can see in the Old Testament. You have the prophets tearing their clothes and crying and wailing because they've understood the errors of their ways and God is calling us into a place of repentance when we have replaced God with something else. In all relationships, whether it's a parent-child relationships, it's a sibling relationship, it's a friendship relationship or a marriage like what Nicole and I have, it's embarrassing when you, you know that you've stuffed up. It's embarrassing when, when you realise that this fight is going nowhere, that, that you, Ryan, have done the wrong thing. And even though I'm bigger than Nicole and I'm stronger than Nicole, I'm actually wrong and I need to humble myself and I need to put aside my pride. This is what God is asking us to do when we stuff up. This is what God is asking us to do when, when we have been found caught out, when we have been found putting our hope in something else that only God can really satisfy, that can really endure for the rest of our life. It says that God gives more grace and he opposes the proud and shows favour to the humble. And that's what he's calling us to be um, today, every day, to be humble, to realise that, that we, we do stuff up and that we need God to show us that grace. The thing about being married is that when you stuff up and you humble yourself, it's only then the relationship starts to go back to normal. It's only then when the relationship between Nicole and I, once, once I or Nicole have humbled ourselves and said, no, we are wrong and we have said sorry, that's when our relationship begins to restore and it goes back to normal. It even gets stronger. In the same way, this is what our relationship with God can look like when we realise that we've done the wrong thing and that we just humble ourselves before him and we, 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 we repent. That our, our relationship with God can be restored. That we're not feeling disconnected from God anymore because of what we've done. Not because of what he has done. He does not change. It's, it's us that, that is doing the, the, the changing. So when we submit ourselves, when we humble ourselves before God and say, yes, we... We are wrong. I am wrong. I have put something else in place of you. This is when we can feel the grace of God coming back over us because we're not feeling disconnected anymore. We're not replacing God. So in this passage that we just read, verses 6 and 7, or 6 to 10, it shows the powerful, you know, the power of repentance in its duty, the reason why we do it, the reason why we have to do it and we should continue to do it, but also the blessing of repentance, that, that there will be blessing, that when we repent, when we humble ourselves before God, God is going to draw us near, that he's going to lift us up, that he's going to, this relationship that, that we have felt disconnected from will we'll feel restored again. Not that he ne ever stopped loving us, And so to, to continue on and just to close off, this is what our, our life looks like as we, we, we go to the end of chapter 4. So we go, verse 11, I'll read it out. It says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but 
sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbour? When we submit ourselves to God, our relationships with other people will be affected by it. When, we, when we, we feel the love of God and the grace of God in our life and we submit to Him, we will feel this urgency and this, and this need to, to love others rather than slander them, to love others rather than judge them. That there is a time and a place, obviously, to, to call people out when there is a wrongdoing. But we need to deliver it through love. We need to deliver it through grace. That at the end of the day, if we submit to God, we know that He is the only lawgiver. He is the only judger. And our role as Christians, our role as fellow believers is to love and help us, help each other along the way. When we're submitting ourselves to God and we're humbly submitting ourselves, we're submitting our plans to Him as well. Verse 13, it says, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city and spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. It says, if it is the Lord's will, it will happen to us. If it is the Lord's will. And that, that, is, that is where we need to be when we're praying to God. This is where we need to be when we're carrying ourselves in the world, that if it is the Lord's will, that we know we can get snatched up in an instant. We know that this, this world that we're living can, can disappear because God has plans that we have no idea where he's going. What I love, uh, in our LifeCom, we have an, a guy called Daniel. And without fail, his messages always end with God willing, or if the Lord wills it. And I'm not sure if it's just something that got, uh, you, know, you know, drummed into him as a kid, but it's, it's, it's fantastic. It, it, it reminds me that, that like, even the, the medial things, like, we will see you on Tuesday or Wednesday, God willing. We will make these plans. We will we'll have dinner together next week, God willing. Um, and we, we chuckle at it, but it's like, wow. Like, he, this is a man who knows that, that in an instant, he, he is so sure, he knows what God can be capable of and what God, you know, his plans may not line up with ours, that only if, if God wills it, we will, we will see each other next week. And that's where we need to be with our plans as well. That it is great to make plans and it is great to... to to have ambition in life. We also need to know that it needs to line up with God's will, and that goes back to the prayer, what, what prayer is actually designed for. It's not to ask God to give us stuff, but, also, but to align ourselves under Him and humble ourselves under Him. So we can... Submitting yourself to God is submitting your plans to Him. And the final one, which I just want to close with, verse 17, it says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And I don't want to finish on it is sin for them. I want to finish on if anyone then knows the good they ought to do, we should do it because it is laid out for us. That God is calling us into a relationship where, where He is the only one that satisfies us. That our plans, our lives, our relationships need to need to be concerned with what God wants for us and less concerned about what, what we want for us.
It's, it's, it's never too late, as it says, to, to, to repent. To, to con- this, is a, this is a continual thing in our life that, that we, will, we will, you know, move away from God sometimes, that we will be chasing dreams in the wrong way, we'll be chasing uh, ambition and, uh, and desire in the wrong way. Um, that's why we need to continually check ourselves. That's why we need to continually spend time in community so that we can encourage each other to stay on the path that God has set out for us. The, the, the path that God promises is that fulfilling, satisfying life that we're chasing after. That you don't need to feel empty anymore if you, if you let go of these things that are dragging you and you just give Him everything. So if, that, if that's you, I'm not going to do an altar call, that's not, that's not our deal, but grab your friends, grab the people around you now. This is, this is a time that we can, we can chat these things through, that, that, that we can pray for each other, that we can help each other um, break free of these things that are keeping, keeping us a little bit affixed other than God. I'm just going to pray for us and then we're just going to have a time, we, we can just hang out take this opportunity maybe you haven't been prayed for before and it's 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 one of those things where you have to set aside your pride and ask can you pray for me um i'm going to let you in on what's going on in my life and i want you to pray for me because because i've been praying for it i've been praying about it but maybe it's not enough maybe i need my friends around me to pray with me so i'm just going to pray and then just that that'll be the formal wrap of the service but spend some time praying if you need it spend some time talking to people if you need it Dear Lord, we just, uh, we just thank you for, for this community of believers that, that although these words have been hard to, to hear, I know, Lord, that, that we have people in this community. We are, we are in a community where we, we are chasing after you, that we, we are fixing our eyes on you, Lord. But, Lord, I pray that if there are people in this, in this community today, uh, that if they're feeling feeling pained or, or disconnected from you, that they, they, they know maybe that there's something, you know, fixing their focus away from you, Lord, that, that, that they can reach out, that they can know that they're in a, in a group of non-judgmental people, that we're in a group of people that, that love you and know that expressing love and care for each other is, is what you want for us. I just pray, Lord, that you use this time and we use this uh, time in the next week uh, to reflect on the on the word and 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 reflect on what what the bible has to say about living a, a calling worthy of you and that we may begin to put this these teachings that james is talking about into action and that we will go from strength to strength knowing that we we are we are following the path that you've set out for us and that we are we are loved by you lord just thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, that we get to spend time to, um, yeah, talk about your word and talk about how, how much it is feeding us and helping us. In Jesus' name, amen.